What is up, guys? Welcome to episode number 121. That's kind of nuts to think about. That is pretty crazy. Yeah, I, we have a guest with us today. I'd say out of 121, he's probably listening to like six. That's not very good odds, Parker. No, it's not. It's not, but that's the kind of friend that he is. So that's what we have to deal with. I'm terrible. I'm terrible. <laughs> Throwing you under the bus before we even start. So, um, as always, we got to thank the sponsor, which is Crystal Lackey at Century Mortgage, a.k.a. Bay Equity. If you need a... BJ's looking at me like I'm nuts right now, so is Parker. Parker's like, what is going on? No, right I thought now? it was like a rap moniker. No, AKA. I couldn't. <laughs> no, um... If you need a mortgage, if you need to refinance, hit Crystal up, uh, 502-615-0743. Parker, this doesn't mean go write her number down after this. Why? Well, unless no, you no need, need. No need. Yeah. Batting practice. No need. Well, you could also check her out online. You can go to centurymortgage.com backslash crystal dash lackey, crystal C-R-Y-S-T-A-L dash L-A-C-K-E-Y. Again, 502-615-0743. And as always, Century Mortgage's Division of Bay Equity is an equal housing lender. MLS number 76988, Crystal MLS number 1735979. And while we've got Parker in the house, we need a little bit of clarity, Parker. So there was a rumor that was floating around that potentially Beef could have had a better batting percentage than Crystal. But the word on the street is that's not true. Can you confirm or deny this information for us, please? Uh, I don't. Honesty, so. They were both so bad. I don't know if I can go <laughs> No. Uh, Good answer. It runs in the family, right, Brandon? What's What's that? The low batting average, sibling rivalry. You know. I mean, I guess I know. I, I know you couldn't even. You couldn't have thrown a ball into the ocean if you were standing in a boat there for a while before you got your, your uh, glasses fixed. Well, they're kind of throwing to empty first base over there, you know. <laughs> throwing to the water cooler, huh? Yeah. That's what you would have thought with the way through it. He just threw it wherever he wanted. Wherever he wanted, man. <clears throat> sometimes you got to get people out. Sometimes you got to let them on base to double Well, he, he definitely did the part of letting them on base a lot. Yeah. Oh, here we go. <laughs> but... Mr. Catcher with my titty, and uh, hey, a catch is a catch. You know? <laughs> catch is a catch. That's true. <laughs> Sound like that could have caused an injury too, though. You gotta be careful with that. But we'll go right into it. We'll, we'll get some of the fun facts out of the way. So, episode one twenty-one, we'll bring you the facts and hints about the number twenty-one. Starting off in twenty-one, excuse me, in most U.S. states, twenty-one is the minimum age at which a person may gamble or enter casinos. Very important stat for all you listeners at home, because if you're utilizing our locks of the week like you should be, or at least my locks of the week, or my locks of the week, which will be proven yet again in a later segment. Also, number two, I had to bring her back because I know you. After the podcast the other day, you told me how happy you were about speaking about Adelaide, and you were a big Adelaide fan. And well, I've never understood why you continuously butcher words and names on purpose. Adele? It's Adele. It's very simple. Matthew Adele Vadova. No, it's not. And then Qdoba. That's not how you say Qdoba. 
It starts with the letter Q. Exactly. So that's why you say Qdoba. Because it starts with the letter Q. Quidoba. No. Okay. Well, to each your own. Uh, in 2011, Adelaide named her second studio album 21 because of her age at the time. So, I don't know math-wise what her age is now, but I think you got a chance. That's all I'm saying. Uh, point have, you, have you seen her lately, by the way? No. She's definitely on the keto. Is that good? Oh, she lost a lot of weight. Yeah, but... She probably lost a full person. Oh, like, like she lost a like lot. Like Vern of... Troyer or like uh, Yokozuna. <laughs> she wasn't that big. No, I don't think so. I don't know really. I, you know, I'm... I mean, she wasn't Lizzo big. If you set her in a crowd and have five people around her, I don't think I could pick her out. Really? Yeah. But Matthew Adela Vadova, I could. Well, there's no A at the beginning of his last name. It sounded good. On to point number three. I don't know if you recall this, but one of the greatest sports games of all time, 21. 21's good. Classic. Had, had to give a shout-out to 21, to all the people who play basketball games now, out did, there. Did, were you one of the people that played tips? Oh, yeah. You have to play so tips. So how did you get back in if you got tipped out? Everybody had their own rules, right? Yeah, so you so got to make sure guess. before you play, you ask house rules, because otherwise they hit you with some cheap you know, side-smacking rules that you don't know about. We played, if you missed a one-handed tip, you come at the person that was out, come back in. That's the correct way to play. But if you, t- you got tipped out three times, you were out for the rest of the game. Oh, that's brutal. So two-handed was back to zero. Back to zero. One-handed was zero and out. Missed tip in general is what I typically played, mm-hmm. but definitely missed one-handed And tip. if it never really happened, but if you got the minus six... Yeah. The next one. The How next do you one. get minus six? Because if you keep getting tipped two hand, you go back two points. We played. We played minuses on there. Oh, so if you're at zero and you get tipped, you go minus two. Yeah. Well, what What if you have like twenty and you get tipped? You go to zero, right? To, if you get tipped two hands, yeah, you go okay. zero. Okay. We're not one of those clown shoes acts that goes back to fifteen. Well, no, I was just making sure you weren't going two points off that because what's the point of tipping somebody if it's only two points then? No, it's only if you're at zero you go back two points. Good. Okay, I like right. that addition. And then if yeah. you go back to minus six, yep. the next two hand you're out, and you only get back in with a one handed tip. You know what? The only two basketball games that I've ever played that are better than that. What's that? Created my own. It was called Two on Two on Two. It was continuous two on two. Greatest game in the world. Sounds like something Charlie would invent on uh, Always Sunny. It could, but I think he's a very intelligent individual. So essentially all you do is you've got two people on the court playing two other people. Whenever you score, the team on the sideline can take it out of the net or the team who scored. you got to take it back past the three-point line. and then It's basically cutthroat on steroids and with teams. But f- phenomenal game as well, too. And then basketball. Basketball is classic. You didn't invent basketball. I didn't invent basketball. So you just saying, you said that was one of the best, better games that you played. That's right. The only one that I would say is even better than two-on-two is basketball. Come on, there's some quality entertainment. If you've never played basketball, I, I highly suggest giving it a try, especially with a good group of friends. I feel like there's some of our group of friends that would be re- – Smitty would be hilarious. I think Jeremy would be very good as well. Um, John obviously has the basketball talent level. Um, the three of us are obviously in it. Who else are we? Tony would probably be really bad. Which would make him really good, essentially. Yeah. He'd be like Squeak. Yeah. From I, the movie. I, I think <laughs> that, that would be a decent assessment. But figure we had to give 21 a shout-out, right? 
On to point number four. I don't know if you know this, but uh, I'm a ping pong novice player, I'd say. You know, I do, I do have a trophy in my name in ping pong. Uh, but 21 actually used to be the winning score in ping pong. In 2011, that was changed to 11. So, Really? Yeah. But you got to win Did, by two. I didn't know that. That's yeah. kind of dumb. 11 goes by pretty quickly now. Uh, I personally like the 21 game, but to each their own. Um, fun one for point number five, given a little history. The 21st Amendment was repealed, or excuse me, the 21st Amendment repealed the 18th Amendment, which thereby ended prohibition. So funny to me that the 21st Amendment allowed 21-year-olds to then partake in 21-year-old activities. Kind, kind of unique there. Good. Sounds good. Very very well played. Learn something new every day. Point number six. Also, we've got to give a shout-out to the military. You've got the 21-gun salute. Um, also, not military-related, but there was a song by Brandon's favorite band as well, too, called 21 Guns. Favorite band was Green Day. No, that sounds more like something you would listen to. Classic. You love Green Day. Um, also... Point number seven, the total number of spots on the normal die is 21. Now I can see math is going on in your head. Don't burn any holes in the couch over there. But yes, 21 is the total. Six plus five plus four plus three plus two plus one equals 21. You didn't, did you say the sum of all the parts? Yeah. I thought you said. Total number of spots. I mean, which essentially is take. It was kind of confusing the way you said it. I was thinking the sides. I was like, wouldn't there only be six sides because there's only six numbers? Yes, but. that is true. But if you take all of the spots on the die, it would equal 21, which would also be the sum of all of the numbers on the die, which is probably better wording. But I'm probably also not going to give you credit on the podcast. Uh, point number eight, we live in the 21st century. I don't know if you knew that right now. I did know that, yes. Yeah, okay. Just making sure you were, you know, didn't know how historically... Savvy you were over there. 21st century is what we're living in currently. <clears throat> I'm just going to say I really hope there's a some type of fact about 21 Savage in here. Uh, I don't know who you're referencing. Point number nine, 21 is actually a great movie. And it was also made in the year 2008 in which you were almost 21 years old. You were 20. 20, yeah. yeah. We did that last week, remember. But at, great movie. I, I thoroughly, Kevin Spacey, is that his name? I don't know, never seen it. You've never seen 21? Yeah. No, Sam. It's a good one. Thank you, Parker. It's a good one. Must watch, though, yeah, in my definitely. opinion. Definitely. you got to pull the mic up closer, bud. Yeah. Parker says the movie was good. Good movie. And I agree with Parker. Point number 10. Um, you might have heard of this favorite clothing store of Brandon, Forever 21. Wow. See, I'm more of a Rue 21 guy. Or Rue 21. It's a good move. I didn't have that on my list, but I did have that other guy you mentioned, or the rapper, 21 Savage. 21 Savage. 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 21. You know what I'm saying? So that was my facts for number 10, but what I wanted to do is bring a little extra fire to the Who Am I segment today, because I don't know if you know this, but there's a lot of great players who wore the number 21. I was thinking about this earlier today. You know how kids don't really wear 23 anymore? Like you don't see a lot of kids going, hey, I have to have the number 23 like it was probably in our generation. 21 is still a number that you have so many different people who wore that number. You should probably consider wearing that number. 
But some of the guys who are not on my list, I got to make sure they're not on my list before I read them. Well, you shouldn't read this because this is gonna this may give away the answer. Maybe, but the one I want to give first and foremost, if you don't know about World Be Free, I do know about World Be Free. I actually have a jersey autograph card of World Be Free. That's pretty cool, but very underrated player who was most known for wearing the number twenty-one. So I won't give you the rest of them until after then, just so I don't mess anything up because. I've already had a rough night with forgetting paperwork. Don't, don't want to continue the streak. So we'll start with It's two, two weeks in a row, dude. Two weeks in a row. Keeping the trend Last alive. week he just didn't even go get it. He just left it at his house. But that I, can be your lock of the week next week. Yeah, lock of the yeah, week that BJ paper, forgets yeah. his papers again. This time it was on my printer. Last time it was in my pocket of a different jacket. So at least I knew right where it was, right? Which helped me none last week. Uh, actually, last week I had it internally memorized. More of the story, we're going to start off with who am I number one. And we'll start with hint number one. They were born in Fremont, Ohio. Not, not too far from us, but not too close from us as well. They were listed, hint number two, or excuse me, this is actually continuing on hint number one on this one. They were listed as 61210. So born in Fremont, Ohio, listed as 61210. Hint number two, he only played on two NFL teams in his career. So most known for wearing 21, born in Ohio, 6-1-2-10, played for two teams in his NFL career. Now here's where his resume comes into play. He's a one-time Super Bowl champion, a nine-time Pro Bowler, 2009 NFL Defensive Player of the Year, 98 Defensive Rookie of the Year, so that tells you the year he got drafted too. Two-time NFL interception leader. I got it. 1997 college national champion, Big Ten player of the year, and Heisman Trophy winner. He had a pretty decent year in 1997. Yeah, I already got it. Yeah. So I, I think hopefully a lot of people at home will be able to get that with that as well. But we're going to give you two more bonus hints. Point number four. Even though he was a two-way player to date, he is actually the only primarily defensive player to win a Heisman. Hit number five, and final hint, he finished his NFL career with the team who drafted him, the Oakland Raiders, and he's now an ESPN analyst. Now, bonus fact, I actually saw, as many other NFL players, he's got his own wine line as well, too. Very unique. I did, I did not know that. That's like the third... That's the third NFL player that you've talked about that's had one. That's what I'm saying. This this is very unique to me. Now, he didn't have the Drew Bledsoe illustrious top 100 wine moniker, yeah. whatever it was. I forgot the credentials there. The Raiders. But it did say that he was doing this during his NFL career, and the NFL advised him that he could not publicize it. Even though the brand was named after him, he couldn't publicize it because of their alcohol infringement relations something of that nature um or maybe sponsors as well too that would make sense so that's who am i number one who am i number two born in greenville south carolina listed as 611 240 pounds so that's the first two hints hint number three played for three nba teams Hint number four, this is an important one, and fun fact. Played 21 years in the NBA and was known for his intensity, versatility, and defense. 
Hint number five and final hit. Here's his resume. 2008 NBA champion. 2004 MVP. 15-time NBA All-Star. 97, 98, 2000 through 2011, and then 2013. 2008 NBA Defensive Player of the Year. Nine-time NBA All-Defensive First Team. He had a bunch of second teams as well, too, but we'll just list his nine first-team defense awards. He was also uh, Illinois Mr. Basketball in high school. Had to put that one on there. Shout-out to Illinois and Mr. Basketball. Who am I? So 6'11", 240, born in South Carolina, three NBA teams, illustrious career. Two high schools. Two high schools. And who am I, number three? By the way, I brought four this week because I felt like they were all big time Let's see names. what you got, and I'll tell you if you're right or not. I'm wrong. Let me see what you got. No, sir. No, I, you are not correct. As oh, soon you, as the three NBA teams, that threw me off. Well, you see his enjoyment in missing that as well, too. It's just <laughs> disrespectful. All right, who am I, number three? Oh, you brought, Oh, okay, I got you. Cool, more for me? I told you I brought four this week because five hints each. Had to bring 20 total hints, and 21 was a great number. Had to take advantage of it. They were born in Fort Myers, Florida. Hint number two, listed as 6'1", 198 pounds. Just a widow guy. Hint number three, played for five NFL teams. Hint number four, he also played in the MLB for nine seasons and had one World Series appearance in 1992. That's a big hint right there. As well as being known for wearing number 21, by the way. Hint number five, and final hint, he's a two-time Super Bowl champion, an eight-time Pro Bowler, 1994 Defensive Player of the Year, and he actually has his jersey retired at the college he attended, which was Florida State, the Seminoles, while you're waving. So on to the final four of Who Am I? My personal favorite out of the group, by the way. Born in Cameroon, Africa. That's a big hint, starting off the bat. Hint number two, listed as 7 foot 280 pounds. That's also a big hint. Not because it's important, because 7 foot 280 pounds is a good sized human being. Hint number three, he has only played for one team in his NBA career. Hint number four, he faced debilitating injuries late in his college career and then missed the first two years of his NBA career. But it was actually separate injuries. It was just a lot of freak injuries, so to speak. Hit number five is his resume. He's a two-time NBA All-Star, 2018-2019. Two-time All-NBA second team. Two-time NBA All-Defensive second team. Stated yesterday he's going for the MV or excuse me, NBA what's the defensive award? Defensive Player of the Year. Defensive Player of the Year Award. Thank you. <laughs> he's also a 2017 first team NBA all rookie and the Big Twelve Defensive Player of the Year in 2014. Who am I? 
Rock Shock Jayhawk. I'm just saying, man. You got Parker stumped on number two. Hey. Read it. Read okay, them. Okay. I'm going to give Parker one more hint then. There was a movie that was just shown that Beef talked to us about before. He is a k- actor in that movie as well. <laughs> Game over. No, no. That's a good yeah. hint right there. Yeah, you gave him the answer on that Thank one. You. I didn't give anybody the answer. I was just stating hints. Uncut Gems was the movie. If anybody has seen the previews for Uncut Gems or seen the movie, supposedly it's a great movie. It is. Saw last night. Very good. Pos- supposedly. That's why I'm also tired today. Possibly, there's yeah. supposed to be a lot of great actors and actresses in there with a lot of talent. Yes, you could say that. One of them is very uh, smart. Talented. Yeah. All right, so what do we got? Number one, your boy, Charles Woodson. Not my boy, but Charles Woodson is correct. Numero two, went to Malden, South Carolina. Went to high school in Malden, South Carolina, before getting in trouble and getting kicked out, almost getting arrested, transferred to Fairgood Academy in Chicago. Shocker. Kevin Garnett. Couldn't see him ever getting in any type of trouble. No. Number three. Especially not for his I have mouth. a Kevin Garnett. When he was with the Celtics, was he still 21 or was he five? Five. Okay. Correct. That but would do me off. To me, that, that's a good That point. might have been one reason why I missed it first. Yeah. <laughs> to me, he's <laughs> known as 21 because of Minnesota. I mean, that's where he, his bread was buttered, so to speak. Number three. What you got, Parker? Who you got for number three? I'm going to go with Deion Sanders. Prime time. See, I had prime time. I guess my answer is a little different. Yeah, that is very different. Jay-Z and uh, Kanye actually wrote a song about him. But who was, who am I number four? The he best was, one He was stumped for a little bit. Yeah. And then I think he saw me write it down. No, no. Uh... What, which hint gave it the away? Last, what he said, last, talked about last night, and then he talked about All-Star in 18 and 19. Yeah. There you go. And then I had to think a little. I got it. Mr. Joel Embiid. Yes. Joel Embiid. The nicest person in the NBA. The most, the least annoying person in the NBA. Hey, he's not talking trash at all this year. He's coming for that Defensive Player of the Year award, though. Kawhi, watch out. Rudy Gobert, watch out. Probably not going to happen. Probably not. They did look good yesterday, though. I agree. We'll talk about it later. I'm considering the options, whether it was Milwaukee playing one of their worst games of the year or whether it was Philadelphia looking good. I think it was a culmination of the two, but, hey, W's the W. So um, that moves us to Beef's Lock of the Week since I haven't missed one in about three weeks. It's a miracle. It is. If only I could have put this run together whenever I had to grow this mullet. I know. Oh, I got my my license in the mail now. Classic. You it received is. it? Or it's yeah, in the it's, mail? In, it's in my wallet now. I would say uh, probably if you ever get pulled over, you know, hesitate to show them that form of ID until you have to. What, <laughs> what other form of ID? Here, you want to take some blood? Here's my insurance officer. Oh, by the way, I I have to mention this. So, we mentioned I accidentally forgot my paperwork shocker there, right? On my way home, I'm driving on behind this truck, and I'm looking at the back of the truck, and I see there's no license plate, but there's a there's a handwritten note where the license plate is. And so I'm attempting to read it as po- as best as possible. 
and it's an old GMC Sonoma. And no, no joke, uh, only in New Albany this can happen, right? It says, license plate stolen, truck not. <laughs> now, you tell me what the chances of that truck being stolen uh, or not are. Uh, it, I mean, I don't know if it's been stolen, but it's definitely getting pulled over. Oh, my. I just kept thinking in my head, like, out of anything you could... First of all, why are you writing a note? Like, have, has your license plate been gone for that long? That well, see, if, it, if it, let's say it got stolen on Christmas Eve. Yeah. You're not doing anything for at least two days. So that part would make sense for writing the note. Because it's like, hey, my license plate was stolen. Yeah, they pull you over, and if you can show them your registration... Yeah. Then you can prove that your license plate... Because I've seen people steal license plates off the back of cars. Yeah, I've had one stolen at main event one time. But I'm saying, why would you write a note and put it where your license plate is? <laughs> why not just have that... Like, that? to me, that's like asking to get pulled over more than not having a license plate. Maybe. Like, yeah. at least when you don't have a license plate, they come up, Hey, why don't you have a license plate? Uh, yeah, I do, officer. No, okay, can I go back there and look? Oh my goodness, somebody stole it. You know what I'm saying? That's That's how you play that. Instead, you write a note saying... Damsel in distress. That's what you're going with, yeah, huh? have to. So, I'm going with the with the two-week streak. I'm sticking with New England. Two-week streak. That's who I've gone with the past two weeks. That's right. And I'm going three weeks in a row because we're trying to clinch the uh, the first round by because Baltimore did, <clears throat> Baltimore did clinch the uh, home field all the way through. Uh, but I'm taking the Pats minus 15 and a half over the Dolphins. This is in New England, and we are playing for something, so that's the only reason I'm taking us. Yeah. 15 and a half is a lot of points. It is. The yes. Dolphins have been playing better as of late after coming off a big win against the Bengals. With that being said... <laughs> I love how you said big win. Yeah. <laughs> it's the Bengals. Big win. They almost blew it. They should have. It's It was overtime, right? Didn't they win by three in overtime? Maybe. I know they were winning by like 20. Yeah. And Cincinnati came back. Yeah. But uh, I could see you all covering for some of the reasons you mentioned. I personally would tend to lean on the opposite side of that coin. But, hey, you know, I, I'm the one who's the reigning, defending, non-mullet-wearing champion of the lock of the weeks. So I could have already cut it. What, you know, I'm, what does my of, opinion mean? I'm kind of owning it now, you know? Oh, yeah. You were thoroughly enjoyed about getting it. Let's be honest. And you know what? I don't blame you because Theo Vaughn is your guy. It you is. Know? That's my dude. Repping the scully moly. I don't blame you. But I actually went back and I looked at my lock of the weeks from last week because even though I only gave the two on air, I believe, I had to go back and see actually how I did. So let's start off with the good ones. First of all, I didn't mention this, but I had the Houston uh, Daniel Grimes's, not Daniel Grimes's. Daniel House? No, uh, Quentin Grimes. Oh. Relative of Daniel Grimes. Daniel Grimes, yeah. (laughs) But remember I mentioned him on my uh, beef of the week last week with the uh, not having a position at Kansas anymore. I had them as the 10-point favorites over UTEP. Guess what? Cover, 77-55. I also had Duke. That was the one I mentioned on air. 19-point favorites over Wofford. Cover as well. Had the Saints as 2.5. No, Duke was only 17 in it, and that was why you took them. Because when we – remember we were watching that show, and they were – it was bet down to like 16 and a half or 17 and a half. Yeah. And you were like, oh, it makes me like it even more. So, yes. Well, so they actually would have covered me. 19 too. So Yeah. How bad did that hurt you to pick that game? Not at all. Not at all. No, because 
North Carolina, I've already seen, is terrible this year without Cole Anthony and the two freshmen that have come in and have played better basketball as of late. Without Sterling Manley, with Armando Baycott playing the worst game that I've ever seen him play and in his quite young possibly career. being the ugliest player in college basketball. Oh, man. I think there's got to be some competition there. But 2 for 14 can't happen against Wofford. So, yeah, that's – that's a good question, Parker, but that's exactly why I took it because I even told Brandon before this Wofford team is not that good. No. If you leave them open, they're going to knock down threes. Shocker. Um, but Duke was also matching the threes with their own threes, so it didn't shock me. And it started off as a close game. Yeah, you were a little, you were a little nervous. Yeah. And then we looked up and it was like a 20-point game. After I had already locked it. Yeah, you had already locked it. You locked it before the game even came on. Thank you. But the other ones I had were the NFL games. I had the Saints as two-and-a-half-point favorites over the Titans. They won that game 38-28. to uh, Also, two road dogs, by the way, had the Dolphins over the Bengals. We just mentioned that. Big road win there. Um, two of three wins were at home this year for Miami. You know what I'm saying? Don't don't want to raise any alarming bells, but you're lucky you're not playing them at home this week. It sounds like it. Because uh, uh, we already did and beat the brakes off of them there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, tough team. They beat the Eagles this year. Got to watch out for them. Remember week one they played Lamar, and Lamar went absolutely ham on them. Yeah. And then we played them week two and went absolutely ham on them as well. Yeah, I remember after about week four I told you that I would take the spread against them every week until You actually they... said it after the Ravens game. Well, they covered for the first five, or they did not cover, excuse me. The teams who were playing against them covered the points for the first five games, I think. It was amazing. And there's still been games after that. But the Eagles, remember the one that I took as nine-point favorites this year? Didn't cover. Thanks, yeah. a, thanks a lot, Eagles. Never, never doing that again. But I also had the Washington Huskies three-and-a-half-point favorites over Boise State in the bowl game. They won that game big, 38-7. to Now, stunned me. I know what you're thinking. That's a lot in a row. You know what I'm saying? Five in a row, that's pretty good. I did have one miss as well, too. I had the App Election Stadies over the UABs, and that was a 16-and-a-half-point favorite. Did Appalachian State lose? No. They, oh, they, they, they played terrible for about two quarters, and then second half – Come back from down 14 to nothing, I think. Yes, that's right. They were down yeah. at least 14 to nothing. And I kept thinking in my head, this is there's no way they're going to cover. They won by 14. So close game to the spread. If they would have kicked the field goal out then, would have covered for me. Of course, you know, why do that? Why, yeah. why would anybody ever want me to help cover? So five for six last week, pretty close. This week, had to top it. You know what I'm saying? You got 12 of them again this week? 37. Jesus Christ, dude. I'll go quickly with them, right? We've... We might have to change the name of this podcast. Thank you. What are you going to change it to? The Beef Talks, or BJ Talks the whole time. Would you call podcast. it the BJ's Locks of the Week? No, we'll just call it the BJ's Podcast. That's not a good name. we got to come up with at least a better name. You know what I'm saying? You can say BJ's Beef with BJ Talks. We'll just call, we'll call it BJ Talks for the first 35 minutes of the podcast. All right, that's fair. I'll take 33. Well, that's a better number. We've got to round it down. 
Uh, first well, you lock, better hurry up if you want to make it that. All right, first lock of the week. I've got the Brooklyn Nets this evening as seven-point favorites over the New York Knicks. Now, that's being played at Brooklyn. Not a big difference there. Doesn't matter at all, right? Okay. That helps Parker. Parker uh, ah. Parker took them on uh, DraftKings. Not a boy, Parker. Good. I like that pick personally, and sometimes that worries me when I like picks. I've never seen the Knicks. Every time I bet NBA, yeah, the Knicks have are the worst team with the smallest spreads ever. Yeah, and they it's I've bet them two times under ten points, and they've lost by twenty each time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hey, you are, were here last time that yeah, you did it. Yeah. I remember that. Knicks are not good this year, needless to say the least. The Cavs are actually a nine win team. You know, I don't don't want to toot my own horn or anything like that, but gotta watch out for them Cavaliers on the upswing. I'm also going to give you an NBA pick. Now, this one, I'll be honest, I went back and forth on, and I was very nervous about. But I hear Luka Doncic. Is he, is, he is playing. They said it before you got here on TV. Back in the house, right? And I hear he's ready to go. And the Dallas Mavericks are six-and-a-half-point favorites over the San Antonio Spurs. So who, not, who did the Spurs beat the brakes off of? Sacramento? Um, I forget. Both teams, I believe, are coming off of a win, maybe. But needless to say, San Antonio is starting to play a little bit better basketball. Yeah. Whereas early they were just playing horrendous. That's why it made me nervous. Six and a half points is not a ton of points. But uh, they've only met once this year. It was about a month ago. Dallas did beat them. I think Popovich's system is probably going to bring a different element tonight. And it's probably going to change what he was doing before. So... Makes me nervous overall, right? I'm still sticking with my Mavs. Six and a half point favorites over the Spurs. Now we'll go to the college world. I'm going to take Notre Dame as three and a half point favorites over Iowa That's State. a tough game for me, man. Yeah. Iowa State has been so Jekyll and Hyde. And same with both of those teams have been so Jekyll and Hyde. And their losses have been very close. But Notre Dame has been, now granted, they've not really played great teams towards hey. the end of the year. No, no, no. Towards the end of the year. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think they beat. Say they opened up with a tough one. Rutgers and Maryland were their last two wins, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. So, but blowouts. It's like Clemson. You know, you're blowing teams out. You're blowing teams out. So I'm gonna, I'm going to take it, lock it. Notre Dame three and a half point favorites over Iowa State. I'm also going to take another team that's got a big name. Michigan State Sparties over Wake Forest. Wake Forest also three and a half point favorites. So like like the three and a half point games. Um, I believe both those games are tomorrow. Is that right? Not positive. Yeah, because Saturday, maybe one of them is Saturday. Saturday has some good games. Saturday has some well big games, yeah. yeah. Um, but then I'm going to move to the NFL world. I'm going to take the Cleveland Browns as only two-point favorites at Cincinnati. Shocking to me. Well, I mean, they're probably looking at it as, well, neither teams are playing for anything. Right. But Cincinnati is playing for something, a first round. First, they've already pick. locked the first pick in. Yeah, so by winning last week, so so you're thinking they may just shut it down completely. AJ Green's not going to be out there. No. Andy Dalton's going to throw it to the wrong team at least once. I mean, heck, he did four times in the game against us. Yeah. So one of them for a touchdown. Now, why that worries me is because remember I always said the games that you think are going to be higher spreads and they're not. So two-point favorites. Most of the time they say when you're a home team in the NFL, you're getting three points essentially off the bat, right? So you're telling me that the, the Bengals, Bengals are five-point dogs? 
Well, you're telling me that the Bengals are it's it's at Cincinnati. So you're telling me that the Bengals were one point favorites in that game before the home field advantage. That's worrisome to me, right? So more of a story. I'm sticking with what my gut tells me. I'm going with Cleveland, two point favorites at Cincinnati. I'm also taking another one that my gut tells me there's something not right about, but I'm going to go with Buffalo as one and a half point favorites over the Jets. Now, once again, the Jets, you want to talk about a Jekyll and Hyde team. I've seen them blow the Cowboys out. I've seen them get blown out as well, too. Uh, Coming off a win last week, right? Um, Could be an interesting game. One and a half point favorites. Lock it in. Last two picks for you. Two, you got. Do you really have twelve? Eight. You can't count. Jesus Christ! It's called lock of the week. Yeah, I'm. Listen, I'm on fire. Listen, you, you had. You're not on fire. You didn't hit. We have established that if you don't, if you miss one, then yeah. your whole thing sucks. Well, I don't know. We don't have to use the suck word, but I mean, five for six is not bad. It's just not a win. Does it win you money if you bet a parlay and you miss one? No. So like, sucks is like very harsh. Words. Uh, to me, it's very disrespectful. When you go for five or, stinks. or six. Okay, thank you. Loses. What's the French word for stinks? Wee oui, wee. Oui. Stinke. Yeah. So that's, anyways, a, that's Italian, I think. Uh, that might be. You know what? I, I could see how that could be Italian. It's definitely not German. But uh, I think that's stank. I don't know. This guy on TV is super intense. Yeah. His is, it looks like Khalid, by, by the way. The singer. Could you imagine if he had uh, Anthony... Um, Davis, Anthony Davis's eyebrow. That with would the, add to it. Come on, with, Anthony, that, with that hair. Yeah. Anthony Davis's eyebrow with Barry Bonds' cross ear. Oh yeah, bro. Oh, come yeah. on, I could see it. You know what I'm saying? Like that. I'm just, digging it. That's the greatest Halloween costume of all time, right there. And the hey, turtleneck. He's got the turtleneck with the, the suit coat. Turtleneck with. And then the we blazer. got me over here, dude. He just—he don't even care. He's just lumpy. Yeah, Penn State. Um, last last two picks. Come on, you're you're taking up time on my podcast here. I'm taking Kayla Harrison over Larissa Pachicho. What is this? A jump rope contest? PFL. So the Professional Fighters League MMA. Mark um, it down. Lingerie football. Yeah. But fun facts about that: Kayla Harrison is six and zero. She has five stoppages in her career, four first round stoppages. Now the only fight that was not stopped was against Larissa this year. So hopefully Kayla Harrison can defend her title. It's the playoffs. PFL does kind of a cool thing. But more of the story, I'm taking care of Kayla Harrison. And last one, I'd like to see what your all's opinion on this is. We've got potentially the greatest MMA fighter of all time, some would say. Potentially the greatest heavyweight MMA fighter of all time. Fyodor Emelianenko versus Rampage Jackson. I'm taking Fyodor. I just say whoever can walk to the ring and not pass oh, out man. from old age, that's who I'm going to take. Who you got, Parker? Uh, Wait, is Rampage fighting the door? No. He's losing. He, he would win for sure in that battle. I've seen that. Cheap doors don't stand the test of time against Rampage. Who you got? I'll stick with Fedor. Good choice. Yeah. Like I'm that. going from Rampage then. I'm not. I'm not staying on the team with you two clowns. Now, rumor has it that Rampage is coming in at 260. 265 is the weight class, so you can be up to that. But I can tell you, 
The back of his neck looked like it was about 260 in that picture. <laughs> the chain he wears. Yeah, my worry is he might not be in shape, which also might mean he might be gassed, which also mean his chin is not as good, which also which means, <laughs> yeah, night, night. Get a good one. No. Parker, Parker came here with some locks, man. I got, a, I got two locks, but you stole one in your 52-pick lock. I apologize, Parker. Which, that'll leave me the one that I, you did not take. I'm going to go with the Steelers over the Ravens Ooh. at minus one and a half. Now, Steelers I I mean, Steelers are like fighting the for their life. Yeah. Somehow still alive with whoever duck playing quarterback. <laughs> and Baltimore is sitting out half the team with a whole lot of nothing to play for. What happens if he throws a duck? What do you then say? Quack. Duck to duck. Quack. Yeah. He's quack. a quack. <laughs> Good answer. By the way, this was an intriguing game. The Pittsburgh Eastern Michigan. Is that right? Just because Russell Vaden's playing. Well... <laughs> He plays for Eastern Michigan. Does he really? Yeah, he plays DB or plays safety for Eastern Michigan. How old is he? Uh, he is a redshirt sophomore. Russell Vaden. Well, I mean, when you Robert's can't... brother? Huh? Is that Robert's brother? No, the one I coached him more. Oh. He was in the same class as Do you remember the Vaden who played for IU? Yeah. Okay, Ru- that's who I thought you were talking no. about. No. No, sorry. Russell Vaden, the one that played you, were, you would remember Russell Vaden if you saw him. Okay, because he played with us in some of those open gyms. Yeah. Um, the that other one sense. that he wanted to take though was the Bills minus one and a half over the Jets. Good. I do so, like that one. I, the only thing I worry about with that one though is they don't really have anything to play for. They're already kind of locked in where where they're at. Well, and it's like I said, some of those picks that are lower just concerns me. Yeah. It is at home, but that's not a long travel for the Jets. They don't need their jet in this case, probably. Probably not. Probably could use their walking shoes if they left last Sunday. It's not that far. And had their jackets. I wonder how cold it is up there because I, th- I saw a meme yesterday. It was like, man, it's pretty crazy when you have a white Halloween and a green Christmas. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> I, my boss grilled out yesterday. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was what, 67? Something like that? 69, actually. And that's not, I'm not saying that to make a joke. Yeah, it was a record, right? Yeah, it was a record. 69 degrees on Christmas. It's amazing. My favorite Christmas ever. Yeah. So, um, speaking of Christmas, the NBA had their schedule again yesterday. Starting off with the Celtics. The Celtics got a win. I didn't watch any of that one. Did you watch any of the Celtics? I did. Surprisingly good game. Well, I mean, without Siakam, without Marcus All. With a banged-up Kyle Lowry, I was not expecting it to be what it was. And they battled the whole time like the Raptors do. This is a little intense here. Oh. Did you see that? Yeah. They had a center block wall, and Eastern Michigan uh, sledgehammered it down. Fell. But this is the thing. I think they could have hit it a lot harder. Probably, but you don't want that. It's They're obviously not put together, but they're like mortared together, I guess right. you would call it. They just want to knock it over. There's no cement. Yeah, there you go. It looked a little harder than it probably should have. That's what I'm well, saying. See, Give it some effort. It's, I mean, you got to think of it like this. They're trying to hit it hard enough to knock them over, right. but not hit it so hard that you How'd shatter you break your hand? Stuff, <laughs> shatter the stuff everywhere, so then someone yeah. has to clean that up off the turf. Debris in the crowd is what we need. Yeah. Injuries. Well, what's, I, what's even better is they hit one of those, and it chips off and shoots through one of their helmets. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure that's a I, – I don't understand that one at all. It's so jacked up on adrenaline, you wouldn't even feel it. Yeah, I'd rather see somebody just rear back and just smash one through there, dude. 
forget yeah forget a sledgehammer though just run right through that bad boy yeah Come i mean on. if you really want to be a man just run through run through a brick wall that's yeah. what they always say that guy would run through a brick wall for me that's what i'm he saying he literally did before the bowl game where's rudy when you need him who knows he's probably still working at steel mill yeah he would have had the right tools to break through that wall i'd say yeah, but after after that game was what uh, Bucks Sixers. Sixers, which was a good game. Yes, uh, in the fourth quarter when the Bucks made it a game again when they decided to play. Yeah, big comeback. They, yeah. I think they outscored them thirty six to twenty one or thirty six to twenty three. I forget what it was. It, it got down to four or six points. They were down twenty something. Yeah, and it, I mean it got down to four or six points, and I was like, man, they might actually make this comeback. And then the Sixers hit a couple dagger threes towards the right outside of a minute. They were knocking down threes the entire game. Everybody. I mean, Embiid shot 50% from the three-point line. Tobias Harris was hitting them. The only player who didn't shoot it that well was Josh Richardson, which is not – he's the one guy on that team who I thought was like a good pickup. But, man, he gets paid a good amount of money, and he's just not really gelled that well with that team. But, once again, as far as their depth, Moss has continued to prove me wrong. That dude comes in and balls out all the time now. And then uh, James Ennis off the bench and Mike Scott. But they really have no depth besides that. Horford and B- – well, Embiid actually played the least minutes out of any starter. But Horford, Tobias Harris. Them uh, playing together just doesn't seem right to me. It, there's no. like no floor spacing at all. Yeah, you got Ben Simmons and – I mean, Horford can space it and uh, Embiid can space it, but it's slow shots. It's, yeah. It's not create off the bounce. But then Richardson can't shoot it. So it's it's an interesting balance. That's why I say, to me, it would have been nice to have a guy like J.J. But then again, when I watched him play defense, I realized that, man, he's a major liability. That's the same thing with Corver. Like, you get a guy like that, and you're not going to stop anybody who's going to score that position. No, that was definitely uh, evident in Cleveland. Yeah. Corver could not guard anyone. No. Um the game after that was the the biggest the biggest upset, I guess you would say. Yeah, I mean, not you would say. It's definitely the biggest upset of the Christmas Day. Yeah. Well, I mean, the night game was a big upset too, but not near not near like this one. No one thought that this Warriors team was going to beat the the Rockets, especially the way they did. Now, I don't want to brag at all, but I don't know if you remember the NBA picks that we made. And I don't know if you remember the question on there that said, will the Rockets beat the Warriors by 12 or more points? I don't know if you remember everybody else who made picks saying yes, and then one individual who's on this podcast currently said no. You know, Parker, did you say no? It was not me. <laughs> hey, let's give the shout-out where the shout-outs do, though. Yeah, to who? Damian Lee. Ooh. Damian Lee balled out yesterday. He's 20. been doing that all year. He didn't. He hadn't been getting 15 rebounds in a game like he did yesterday. No, but you know he's averaging like 19 a game. He had 22 points and 15 rebounds yesterday. Yeah. He was part of the big three. Now, big three is not who you were thinking they were. It was going to be Glenn Robinson the third, Draymond Green, and, and uh, Damian Lee. I mean, don't get me wrong. D'Angelo had a decent game, but he was – I wouldn't say he had his best game either. It pays to marry a superstar sister. That's right. Yes. In multiple ways. So if any of you superstars want me to marry your sister, I can do that. Ooh. Uh, but then after that was what? Lakers Clippers? Yeah. The Clippers with their uh, Grand Theft Auto San Andreas jerseys on. To me, highlight of the day, though. I mean, that was the game I was looking most forward to. And then all of a sudden I heard uh, 
rumors Tuesday that Anthony Davis and LeBron James were not going to play. And then I heard they got upgraded to game time decision. And then I saw them warming up in the layup line. And I went, all right, this is going to happen. No no uh, resting for Paul George or Kawhi Leonard. So, yeah, that was, to me, the highlight of the day. As many bricks as they put up in the fourth quarter, they could have built a whole new arena. My goodness. <laughs> I didn't watch any of the game other than maybe like three minutes because I went to that movie. Oh. And the only three minutes was – a comeback by the Clippers. <laughs> I think it was at the beginning of the third quarter, yeah. maybe, or beginning of, no, beginning of the fourth quarter. And uh, Tony said, and I quote, get out of my house. Wow. Because I was talking crap the whole time. Yeah. Because there was a part where Trez got an uh, got an M1 where he barbecued chicken somebody. Probably and, Dwight. Him and Dwight were going at it. No, it was right, it was right before that. It was right, mm. I can't remember who, it was, uh, it was something like Kuzma's size, but I don't think it was Kuzma. But he just, he straight turned around and just took a dribble and just demolished him in the middle of the lane and then laid it in and got the foul. He had 18, I think. I mean, he, he's been having a great year as well. It's because he's a monster. Lou Williams did not. That was the one guy who I wanted to have a big game, but he did not. And then the night game was what, the Nuggets and the Blazers? Yes. Can I throw no, in no, a little? No, Nuggets and the Pelicans. Sorry, Pelicans, that's Sorry, right. Parker. Go sorry, no, you're good. I want to throw in a little, what do you guys think? I don't watch a lot of NBA, but... How do you guys feel about Patrick Beverly? I don't mind him. I like I like his intensity. Love him and hate him. I, I think he's is he a, that guy that you love to have love, him. Yeah, and hate him otherwise probably. That's exactly what I was going to say. Love love to have him as a teammate. Hate to play against him. The other thing I think is as a coach, there's certain guys who you play against who when you get them fired up, they play their best basketball. And uh, I think Westbrook is a guy who dominated them earlier this year because of his relationship with Beverly in the past. I think LeBron shied away from it yesterday, and he, surprisingly enough, at 6-1, kind of locked LeBron down. Uh, but he had a couple of good plays, and he plays with more heart than I think anybody that I've seen in the league currently. So, yeah, to me, I got I got to give him a credit. Yeah, I mean, I would agree with what both of you all said on the – Love to have him on your team. Hate to play against him. He's one of those guys that gets in. You're playing against in an open gym, and you want to fight him. Yeah, but he's good, and you can't really deny that. But he just plays a lot harder than everyone else, and you're like, dude, this is pickup. I'm really out of shape. You shouldn't be playing this hard. But that's what I'm saying. Shouldn't be playing passing lanes. Some of those people, like some people, play better when somebody like that is playing against them. And then some people are like, all right, I'm just going to take it easy and let this guy do. Some people would just say, literally, if you're going to play that hard guarding me then there's a good chance somebody else is going to have a better matchup and going to have an open lane. That's usually the way I look at it. Yeah, but to be honest, that's why we're not NBA superstars. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, it has nothing to do with the fact that I'm 5'9", like 275 pounds. Yeah, 5'9", and a white guy, your chances weren't Whoa, great. Whoa, let's not bring race into this. Yeah. Just, yeah, Doncic in the NBA. He's not 5'9". Yeah, but he's white. Yes, he's also foreign, European. He's got the Euro step, bro. He's still white. Yeah. This is true. I was just adding a caveat on there. It was like the icing on top of the cake. Facts are facts. It was like the cordial and the cherry. I love both of those. Yeah, I know you did. But I, I wanted to highlight a couple of players as well, too, that we got to give shout-outs to. My stars of the day for each team who won and some that didn't win. Brandon Ingram, 31 points, seven three-pointers. Oh, you can't shoot threes, Mr. Brandon Ingram. Got to give him credit where credit is due. He's a bum. <laughs> 
We've got Kawhi Leonard dropping 35 in the win, but I also think you got to give Kuzma a little bit of shine because Kuzma came in and dropped 25. Um, but Kuzma also had the second most shots on the team. Did uh, did Kuzma's team win? No. I'm giving him zero credit. Did he score after the first quarter? Yes. Not much. Not as much. He did go crazy in the first. He had 17 shots, though. That's the thing that blew me away. Anthony Davis. Wow, efficient. He's wearing that Lakers uniform, though, right? Yeah. Yeah, fits in perfectly with the Lakers mantra. Hey. Hey, I'll score 60, but take 100 shots doing it. But, hey, you know, it's my last game, so everyone's going to think it was a classic. I don't know if you know this, but your boy had 24 shots yesterday. Didn't have have too much of an efficient game there. I don't know who that is. Take it easy, lemon squeezy. But we also mentioned a couple of players for the Warriors who you got to give a shout-out to. Draymond Green had 20. Damian Lee had 22. Uh, D'Angelo Russell had 20. And then uh, Glenn Robinson third had 18. They, Glenn Robinson third also held Harden to 24. Or as a team, they kind of held him to 24, which is 15 points below his average. It's amazing. How are you scoring 24 points and that's 15 points below your average? Glenn Robinson III also lost a national championship to Louisville. That's true. But he also uh, only allowed Harden to have one free throw the entire game when he averages almost 13 per game too. So think about it. 15 points less per game and 12 less free throws per game is what they held Harden to. Uh, gotta give a shout out to Joel Embiid again, thirty-one and eleven. But in the losing effort, you gotta give a shout out to Chris Middleton. Chris Middleton went thirty-one and eight. And then last but not least, who else do I got? Gotta give a shout out. Oh no, that was my pick of the week. That's it. Are you sure? Yeah. So there's a few NFL games that are pretty important this week, like maybe five or six of them. Yeah. Uh, a couple of them were mentioned in our locks. Forgot Jalen Brown, by the way. That's the writing I couldn't read, so yeah. that's why I said I didn't have any more. <laughs> Thirty points, ten for thirteen from the floor, though. Got to, got to say, you go ten for thirteen from the floor and you score thirty. That's impressive. That's your efficiency. Yeah, that's efficient. Yeah, that's um, what you were looking for. Just now, J- Jason Tatum, not so much. Not so much. Um, or no, I'm sorry, I've read that wrong. The the college football playoff is this weekend. Uh, we have exclusively uh, on ESPN Plus. Yeah, that that's right? inside the college football playoff. Right. That's not the college football. That's inside the college. Playoff. So it's behind the screen, behind the scenes. Yeah, they're getting uh, deep inside. I'll probably watch it. Have you watched any of that Memphis show? No. It's actually pretty good. I believe it, but I just don't ever watch ESPN Plus because I don't know how to connect my TV to the internet. I hear you. Okay, boomer. <sighs> um, so <laughs> I also still have a Samsung Galaxy S4. Yeah, so um, I'd say let's just take our shots at who we think is going to win. Mm. We got the first game, Ohio State-Clemson. I'm Clemson. Taking Clemson. Clemson. So three Clemsons. I do obviously think that's going to be the better game. Do we even do. need to talk about the other game, especially with the three guys suspended? Sue. I mean, I don't think it's – I didn't think it was going to be close before, and I definitely don't think it's going to be close. Yeah. I mean, you have your – probably your best defender out of the game leads the team in sacks. And it's not playing. The one thing I'll say is I think Jalen Hurts is a guy who shows up in tough situations. And I don't think with all of the talk, it's like a 13-and-a-half point spread. I think It's, with, it's the second biggest spread in college football playoff history. Yeah. Who was the first? I, I don't know. I just, That's I, amazing. I happened to see it before you all got here. It just said uh, it, they said it was the second biggest spread 
in college football playoff history. I literally quoted them exactly. I need to do that research, though, and see who that first one is because 13 and a half points is a lot to, of points. You think it was, was maybe it Bama that, Notre Dame? Maybe? Probably. Yeah, it was Bama Notre Dame. Really? Yeah. And they lived up to that. Yeah. They beat the brakes <laughs> off of Notre Dame. But to me, I think it's going to be under. I think Jalen Hurts is going to try to will them to victory. I think it'll probably be a little bit of garbage minutes deal where it comes in under that 13 and so a half. So you think they'll cover the spread? I think they'll cover wow. the spread, and I forget what the over is, but I think there's a good chance that they might go over as well, too. So that would leave all three of us with a matchup of LSU-Clemson, yeah. which I think is the kind of the matchup that everybody kind of wants to see anyway. Trevor Lawrence against um, Joe Burrow. I'd be okay with the Ohio State matchup, too. That's why I, I say... Because I don't want them to win anything. I don't like Ohio State either. But I want to see the best team play LSU. And I'm thinking that Clemson is the best team. But I've been wrong before. Yeah. I mean, I feel like most people didn't give Clemson really a chance last year. Right. And they absolutely obliterated Alabama. I also did see Clemson's worst game this year against North Carolina, and that's why I'm a little bit hesitant. And I, I saw Ohio State play fairly well against a good Penn State team, in my opinion, as well as multiple other teams in the Big Ten. So once again, resume-wise, you got to consider Ohio State. But Clemson is the favorite, right? The favorite for what, to win it all? That No, 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 that game. Clemson uh, and Ohio State. Yes, I think, I think they're a two-point favorite. Yeah. Makes sense. Uh, but Clemson, LSU, I'm taking Clemson. I'm still taking Clemson. I know it's yeah. ACC bass, but I, I just to me you got to prove you got to prove them wrong until yeah. Like I'm gonna pick them until you prove me wrong. Yeah, I'll take LSU. Yeah, I mean got, and that's the, the thing. Like I don't, experience. I don't, I don't think that's a bad pick either because obviously they're number one. They have the Heisman winner. Yeah, it's not. I mean, it's not a bad pick. It's just to me, it's like I been wrong too much about Clemson to go against it. I will say I think Clemson probably has the better coach even though I do like Coach O. I mean I think he's obviously a good coach and he's got control of that locker room and they've been on a tear this year. I think they faced um, some adversity in games this year whereas once again Clemson really the only close game at all was North Carolina right? They didn't even have another game that was single digits right? I don't think so no. So, to me, that gives them a little bit of edge. I mean, that game woke them up. They started just obliterating teams after that. Well, they were obliterating teams before that. Not not really, because they played, what, uh, Texas A&M and beat them, was it like 28 to 12 or something? Yeah. It was was pretty close. To me, though, 16 is not... And Texas A&M, by the way, they probably had the toughest schedule. I know maybe there's other teams who somehow statistically had a tougher schedule. If you look at the teams that Texas A&M played this year, I don't know of a school who had a tougher schedule. I mean, Alabama maybe was in that conversation. No, Alabama no. definitely was not. No. Alabama's schedule was terrible. Georgia twice? LSU's schedule might have been up there. Yeah. LSU beat four top ten teams, I think is what yeah. it was. And, I mean – but, yeah, Texas A&M definitely played a really tough schedule. They played both Alabama and Clemson. They played LSU, I believe, as well, because I think they're in the SEC West. Yeah, they're in the SEC West. So that means that they also played Auburn. <laughs> so, yeah, I would I would probably agree with you on the, the first statement that Texas A&M definitely probably had the toughest schedule because you played the other, the other team in the playoff outside of um, Ohio State. Yeah. I, I guarantee, though, statistically or analytically, there's some team who had 
Probably some like FBS team or something, yeah. or not not like or Boise State or Hawaii or something, some random team. I don't know if Boise State played a tough schedule and had that record. I don't think they would have been ranked back as far as they were. That's a good point. I mean, they were nineteen. Nineteen is pretty daggone good in the country, and one loss, right? I think they mm-hmm. only have one loss all year. Well, two now because they got blown out yesterday. Yeah, but that's yeah. a good point. Um, so I, thanks to my lock of the week. Yeah, subtle brag. What next? Oh, yeah. Uh, so. <clears throat> Coming up this week is a somewhat important game in this area. Mm. Uh, some might say it's the best rivalry in college sports. Some may disagree. Do all any Jeffs happening already? I said college sports. Mm. I didn't hear that. I just heard you sports. said sports. No, I said college sports. Because he run. disagreed with me a different time. Shocker! Run the tape back. And here's here's something that I didn't even state to you and your buddy that day. That it's amazing that once you get to a different time, you're like, I don't know why I didn't say this. Time out. You're still butt hurt. I am a little butt hurt about that because yeah. there's no way that Duke and North Carolina is a bigger rivalry because you all literally just have one sport that is a, that that's a big rivalry. In. Well, hey, you just recently gained the football. I'm talking about the hatred is there in both of them. Yeah. Hatred's not really there for you on football. To me, hatred isn't what makes solely a rivalry. You got to have competitiveness. You got to have will to win. You've got to be very successful. I think you've got a lot of that. I, I think you all are in the conversation. But when you go best, there's only one who stood the test of time. That's what do you mean stood the test of time? When Dick Vital passes uh, away, you guys will not even be talked about anymore. Not true. Because he talks about you on every game. You all and Duke. Mike in North Carolina. Not this year, he won't. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but Louisville, Kentucky played this weekend. It is in Lexington. Um, I'll tell you this, dude. Get I your tweeted, ice cream ready. I tweeted it the other day. I'm so tired of our defeatist attitude for some from our fans. They're already like, well, here we go. It's like I'm looking at a... Social media full of Jacob Vito's. What do you I'm, mean? Here we go. I, they, oh, here we go. Our players are getting off the bus with three fouls. Like, oh, people like that already making excuses and stuff. Yeah. To me, we have the better team. To me, we should win the game. Yeah. And I don't think anyone in the nation would disagree with that. Saying that we have the we we have the better team on paper, we should win the game. Yeah. If they do, I, I'll be honest. I don't know how much basketball they've watched this year, because. To me, it's been pretty evident in, what, eight games? Or is uh, no, it's been more than that. Ten, yeah. I mean, 11, 10 Kentucky, or 11. It, it is a little worrisome that Kentucky's coming off two straight losses. Of course. But the thing that kind of takes that worry away from me is that Utah team they lost to was absolutely terrible. And no. younger, younger than them. I disagree which is with rare. Absolutely Did you terrible. see what Utah did the game after they lost to yes. Kentucky? But do you know what Utah does that's something that Kentucky never faces? A team that cuts better than most teams in the country. Utah is not a team who's going to extend the perimeter. They do have some shooters, but their ability to cut off the ball. I is... like their guard that they had. Yeah, no, they're big guys who they had. The guy who can't shoot the three. Worth you see how he shoots the three? It's like a gunslinger. From I can't the think hip. of his name. They had they had a guard that that killed Kentucky. Yeah, little white boy. Yeah, no, he was a he was a light skin black guy. The guy that killed him kind of reminded me a lot of Wara. Yeah, he plays, plays the, the exact same. Yeah, he plays exactly like War. Now, here's the thing, though. Outside of Michigan... That's a guy who can't shoot, though. Yeah, he's a very, very streaky shooter. If He, he may hit one... Friendly. 
Yeah, I mean, that's why he's a very, very streaky. The guy who I'm talking about was 0 for 11 from 3 going into that game, I believe. Oh, no, that's not the same guy then. Yeah. That's their best player, though. He's power forward. Their best player is their shooting guard. No. He's a project. He's a projected first round pick. Well, How's that, he not their if first that's true, that's tough to argue. Yeah, was I mean, it the? Uh, he's the a soft guy that looks like Dingadell, kind of. Kind of. Yeah. Like number he's 11. nice too. Uh, no, there's three of them. I know who you're talking about too. He, he could hit threes. I actually watched him knock down the three in that game. But yeah, I'm telling you, before the game, you know, I, I trust Bill Walton what he says. Timmy Allen. Timmy. Six six two zero five. That's the kid that I'm talking about. Yeah. Timmy Allen in that game. Look up his shooting form. See if that's him. That's how you his know shooting right away. Form? I'm serious. Watch. Say Timmy Allen jump shot or check his three point status. That's how we'll know if it's him or uh, not. His three point percentage this year is twenty five percent. Okay, that could be him. <laughs> that very well could be against Kentucky. Let me see here. He was. He only took one three, but he was eight for fifteen from the field, nine of twelve from the free throw line. I think that's Had him. Twenty five points. Nine assists. I'm sorry, four assists and nine rebounds. I think that's Tim the Tool Man Allen. He's he's really I don't know, I liked him a lot. Yeah. Um and then the their other wing, but the thing is, I mean, going into that game they had already lost the teams like um Coastal Carolina beat the brakes off of them. They only had three losses going into that game, is that right? Yeah, but Coastal Carolina beat them seventy nine to fifty seven. Yeah. They lost to Tulane. And then they, Tulane's not bad. They're also not great, but they're not bad. <laughs> but <laughs> Green then, Wave, you gotta watch the out for next the Green game. Wave. I don't really disagree with them losing because San Diego State's a solid team, right? But they got absolutely housed. WCC has some good teams this year. I, I like I like San Diego State. San Francisco's a sleeper for me. I like San Francisco. Um, but I mean, San Diego State. The game after Kentucky played them, beat them by twenty-eight, right? Eighty to fifty-two. So. They're so high off their win. I don't think they'd ever beat Kentucky. That's probably not true at all. I think they said the last... I know the last three meetings they had lost. Yeah. Or no, they they did beat Kentucky the last time they played. With Majerus? They lost to him three times in the 90s. They beat him in the 2000s with Andrew Bogut mm. in the tournament. I remember that game. Yeah. Because Andrew Bogut went on to be the number one pick. That's an underrated coach right there. Rick Majerus? Yeah. Rick Majerus, man, had some of the... Some of the best stories about him, dude. Yeah. Have you ever heard some of the stories about Rick Majerus? He looks heard, like a guy who would rock a mullet. I heard a I heard a story about Rick Majerus where uh, he he took a dump in the middle of the locker room and talked about wow. um, how crappy his team was playing. Yeah, I heard that as well. Or he would uh, he had to take a dump during a halftime thing so he just went and just kept the door open and talked to him because yeah. he had to go <laughs> <laughs> gotta do what you gotta do man yeah so to me the keys for Louisville point guard play just don't turn the ball over now wait a second I say underrated coaching you talk about his dumping habits uh, well, you didn't yeah, that's just, a hard sell right there sorry go back to I what mean he did saying. have some good very good teams yeah that Utah team in 98 they didn't lose in Kentucky with Andre Miller and Michael Doliak and I can't remember their other player. They had another player. He also had Keith Van Horn a little bit after that too, didn't he? Or was that on, or was he on that team? I don't remember time frame. He might have already been gone. But Keith Van Horn was nice. Yeah, and he had a few good teams in the with the early two thousands. Yeah, he did have the long socks. Well, he was on. He was also on the front of NBA Jam. Mm-hmm. The one on, that came out in the early two thousand. When he played for the Nets, right? Yeah. 
Old, old uh, Keith Van Horn. Yeah. But the game, I think the keys are our point guards, all of them. Uh, all of them that play. Perry, uh, Kimball, and Johnson. Right. Control your turnovers. Play solid defense. If you can keep their guards out of the lane. And honestly, if I'm Mac, I'm slowing the game down. Slow the game down, play play a half-court game, make this team run offense against you. Cut, I think that's the yeah. other key. Don't don't stand and spot up. I think uh, continue to move. You've got spacing with your shooters there. But I, I agree with you. To me, probably keys for your all's victory would be the turnover battle because Hagens is an elite defensive player in my opinion. Uh, but I also think rebounding. If you all control the defensive glass, you all – are a good offensive rebounding team, but I don't think you're an elite offensive rebounding team. What's crazy is something I heard today. Did you realize that Nick Richards finished their game the other day with zero rebounds? No. Against Ohio State? He's Z- their leading scorer right now, isn't he? Zero rebounds as a six foot ten or six foot eleven big man. He's almost seven How foot. do you have zero rebounds? But he probably didn't play much. You could close your eyes and get a rebound as a seven footer. It's it, like yeah. it amazes me that some of these guys are just like, oh, they're just not good rebounders. Like, how are you that big and you're not a good rebounder? That's it, to me, it's all a want. The thing I hate though is, uh, in some cases, your job is to box the other guy out to stop him. I think it's team rebounding, and so I think there are some cases where you're statistically you're hindered by you boxing out. But when you're six eleven, even if you're boxing out, you're probably gonna get one rebound yeah. a game, at least. So, what do you think, Parker? What do you think the keys? Uh, I've gone back and forth. I know uh, you talked about the defeatist attitude, and yeah. I was I was big on it. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, crazy things happen when we play in Rupp. Somebody comes off the bench and scores 20, who has no business doing it. Yeah. But I I think today I was talked out of it by good old Stephen Rummage. He kind of <laughs> just no bull crap attitude, getting the Go win the game. You're the better team. Go win the game. Yeah. You know, uh, Louisville definitely hasn't held up their end of the bargain the last 20 years. Yeah, you could probably say Jeez. 20 years, yeah. I mean. The last time we won a Rupp was Terrence Williams' junior year. Hmm. And and I'm going to sit here that. and tell you normally the better team wins, and 90% of the time, I'll admit it, Kentucky's the better team, you know. But I, I, mean, I really, the, the honestly. Year that we were the better team in 2013, we beat them. I still think we were the better team in 2014, and we lost to them both times. But normally, I would absolutely agree. I mean, More 2016, they were absolutely on fire coming into that game. Malik Monk went crazy the game before that. Yeah. Was that Carolina? I believe they played them. Yeah, he had a big – I don't and know if that was came the game before, but he played well I think he, he finally hit a three in the last, like, minute of the game, maybe, two minutes of the game. Yeah, we were still nervous but, when we were there. Oh, yeah. yeah me. It, was, it was still pretty nerve-wracking. That was the game that Snyder dropped out of bio to his knees. Snyder played the game of his life in that game. You know, I really, I really think uh, I'm not as worried about like guys like Wara or the front court. I really think, like you said, it's going to come down to the guards. And I, and my, I was thinking about it on the way over here. I really think the key player in this game could end up being Ryan McMahon. I could agree with that. I mean, if he, because uh, you know, you you can say what you want. I mean. I was talking about it at work today. He is, you know, I understand this is the kind of game where he's going to get lost because defensively he can be less than, Stellar. you know, yeah. But I also heard stat, read a stat today that 
one-on-one isolation matchups with him this year, he's given up four points, and that's it. I feel yeah. like that's not bad. But, I like to you know, see he's, who he's not stat. very athletic. He's a shooter, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but who's he going to guard, though? Is he going to guard Maxi? Because he's not going to guard Hagens, right? Or you I'm going to be honest with you. I would go zone against them. Yeah. I would. I, I I would I would say look if you beat us on the three point line, yeah. As much as it would suck, I there you go, man. We're going zone against you all because I don't want to match up with you. I don't want our two guards. Because here's the thing, Perry can hold his own against one of those two. I I fully believe that Perry could guard either one of those guys. Well, right. do I think he would shut him down? No, but I think Perry could hold his own. McMahon, I think would just like you were just saying would get lost, and even more, I feel like would probably pick up some touch fouls against. Some of their some of their quicker wings because Warrior is bigger and he's kind of, he he normally takes those guys and kind of bodies them up off on the on the drives right. where he shoots over top of them with his length. He's not those guys are going to go around him. He's got very slow feet on the defensive end. So he's played better this year. I think he has, but he his feet are slow laterally on the defensive end. Yeah, he he's not really in a stance. That's the one thing I think they told him in the NBA that he hasn't super improved on this year is getting low. But um, he's his heart wise has played, and I've seen him in key moments of the game come down in one on one. What game was that? He had the tip at the end, and then the steal, which so basically solidified the game for you. Uh, Might early on in the year as well too. But yeah, he's had some big moments. I, I agree though. Overall, there's a lot of tough matchups. I think there's a lot of teams in college basketball this year who are top ten teams who I probably would consider playing a zone against. Michigan State is another team. Um, Ohio State, I thought that about, but now they're kind of proving me a little bit wrong, but I would still probably try it. 2-3 zone is not a bad way to go if you know how to play it exactly. at an elite level. And once again, what's the key in that? You're going to have to rebound out of it. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's a big thing. that, And all that, all of that goes back to communication. Right. If you talk during, in that defense, you, you should have no problem rebounding out of a zone. And that's the biggest thing that, that teams have problems with is don't talk when they go to a zone. Surprisingly enough, too, I don't think these two teams make a million in-game adjustments. I think uh, Mac and Calipari are two guys who trust their reports coming in, their scouting that they've done in the game plan. And so I think that can be great, and that can be hindersome as well, too. But I think both of these guys will come in with a game plan, and they'll attempt to execute as much as possible. And if their team isn't, they're going to look for another guy to get that game plan executed and done. I also think it, it goes with this. So last year, Kentucky had the better team. I Probably. don't think anybody would argue with that, the better roster. Yeah. We were coming off of, you know, not getting any freshmen, anything like that. So we were coming off of and getting Chris Mack for his first year and him getting acclimated to the team. This year, Mack is coming into this rivalry. He's He didn't grow up here, but he knows what it's about. But he does not have the pressure on him that Rick Pitino had on him. Rick Pitino... I would argue has had more pressure on him in this rivalry than any person ever. Yeah, because he came from Kentucky, and he put that that pressure rolled over to the team. I like you had you had never heard a player really talk about it until Hancock the other day. I heard Hancock on the radio say it the other day when he was coming back from. Um, I can't remember. He was at he was in uh, Bristol doing stuff for the ACC Network, and they had him on the radio, and someone said something to him about it. I think it was Diener, and he said. You know, I don't ever like to say anything bad about Coach P. He said, but that game wound him up a lot 
and it rolled over on us every time. Hmm. Like you could feel it just because of the pressure that it put on him. It indirectly put pressure on us as well. Yeah. So I think that helps. And that's the other thing. That's what I'm trying to tell people with this stuff, with this defeatist attitude. This is not the same Louisville team. I know we lost last year, but you got to throw that out. It's the first year with a new coach and a roster that's trying to learn an offense against a team that's already outmanning them anyway. It's funny that you say that because honestly, you know, obviously I've got a mixed bag of friends as far as who they're cheering for in this matchup as well as many other matchups. I've legitimately not seen that attitude at all from anybody. You look on any social media and you look on message boards, it's all, well, we're getting off the bus with with our big man. Both of our big men have three fouls. We're going to lose. I can't wait to see who's going to... Who's gonna come off the bench and score forty? Like it's like there there was quite a few calls with radio shows today where it was all I mean, almost everybody was that. I believe everybody. that to be and true. I'm just saying the, yeah. the confidence that I've seen is people saying, Put your money where your mouth is, Kentucky fans, and it's U of L fans wanting to make bets on it. You know what I mean? Which to me is not surprising as well too. Like if somebody's gonna give you a straight up bet, I'd probably take U of L in that. But with that being said I don't feel a lot of confidence on either side. Yeah, I haven't heard much talk, honestly, like friend-wise, about anything related to the game, really. This is one of those games, though. I think you can throw out everything that's happened prior in the season. And I, I don't think for the Kentucky players this game is really as meaningful as what we think it may be as far as a rivalry game. You know what I mean? I think a lot of them come and go. You've got a couple of guys who have been there for a couple of years. But overall... You know, I think this is more meaningful to your all's players, uh, Nora. Um, that's that's you said your key player. That's my key player, Nora. He outside of Michigan, when we have big games, he does not show up. Yeah, I love War. I mean, you think back to Michigan State last year. McMahon hit some big threes in that game to win us that game. Texas Tech this year, he played terrible. The Minnesota game last year in the tournament. Yeah, I really want to see. This is the game to another. I mean, I think it comes mentality. You know where, where are their head? I mean, it, I mean, the Texas Tech game. You shouldn't have to get up for that game in my mind. But they looked like they sleptwalk through it. Yeah. And then they realized, oh no, we got to play, and now it's too late. You know, you've already gave this, given this team, all kinds of confidence, and now you're down by too many to you know do anything. And you know, Kentucky doesn't lose three in a row. You know, you said. You know the previous stuff doesn't matter. I think I think for the mentality, the rivalry wise, and for fan wise, it means more to Louisville. I think season wise, right now, Kentucky needs it a lot more than we do. I could see that. I mean, and that's going for forward for what do they have coming up going into conference? You know, I don't think they have many more opportunities for good wins. Yeah, I mean they have Texas you know, Tech, Florida, and... Florida. I think will get better but still right now it doesn't look very good I don't Tennessee's know. not know. a bad one yeah. but you know obviously Lowell's probably got five to ten more chances for ranked wins you know at least oh, yeah. you know so season wise I think you know it means more for Kentucky but mindset and program going forward I really think Lowell's got to have it yeah and I, I'm frankly I'm tired of not having it yeah for sure yeah, I mean, so my prediction, I'm not going to give a score prediction. I'm not doing that again after what happened in the football game. I think we win. I think it's a I think it's a tough game. I think we do end up pulling away because of free throws towards the end. Not not saying a blowout, but I think we pull away and it's the score looks bigger than what the actual game was. 
I haven't given. I'll give. I'll throw a prediction. I, I'm going to say Louisville seventy-one sixty-four. Now it looks like both of you gentlemen are wearing your red, and I don't know if you noticed. I've got a different shade on, and that's completely unintentional because I'm also taking the <laughs> UFL Cardinals in this one. But uh, yeah, it all goes back to what you all said. I think overall you all have the better team. A lot, a lot of good arguments for both sides. Uh, once that ball goes up in the jump ball, it's any man's game, and I do expect UK to come in locked in i think part of the loss was i don't think this team is a team that's going to really travel that well as far as uk i think uofl is a team that can travel decently as far as playing now lexington is not a long travel but playing in a hostile environment well here's why you don't travel there yeah i don't know if you saw that article i shared yesterday what the louisville kentucky basketball game is among the sports toughest tickets to get when it's played in lexington and it, it like it's crazy to me because you always hear about how away teams are allotted a certain amount. It never seems like any away teams get a lot of tickets in that place. Yeah, that's a good point. Like, but it, I also know they've like got it. a reserve list for season ticket holders that like you can't get on that list. It is like that's something that like he and I will never argue. We both hate Kentucky. I'll, I'll never shy away from saying that. Of course. But you can't argue with how well that team travels when it comes to the tournament. You can't Blue gets in is yeah, the they, saying. It's, yeah, it's they, they travel unreal. everywhere. Right. And it, I mean it's crazy. It's like Notre Dame football or Alabama football. They're going to give, they're going their fans are gonna be there. They go and they take their cousins. Yeah. And they stay in the same their hotel. Their cousin room. wives. Yeah, cousins. Their sister wives, whatever they're called. <laughs> but I'm gonna throw something at you guys that I didn't even tell either one of you all about. But it's something that I think either one of you all could just think off the top of your head and get this answer to. Yeah. So i got two questions for you. I heard this on the radio yesterday, mm-hmm. or two days ago. So we're coming up on the end of 2019. That's right. So that's a decade, like you were just saying, 21st, 21st century. century. So I'm going to ask you all two questions. First one, what is the best gift that sports has given us this year and in the last 10 years? And oh. I'll let you guys think about yours, and I'll say mine to kind of give you guys a, somewhat of something to think about. This is a loaded question, man. Not really, because there's not, different different things mean different things to different people. Yeah, and some like, people are selfish. Very much so. Yeah. I would say the biggest thing that sports has given us this year, um, Lamar Jackson. So I, you're saying us or me? It, it, it's like, just, yeah, yeah, this is just, in, just in your I opinion. I feel like, yeah. Just in your opinion, what is the biggest thing that sports has given us this year? Right. What is the, your most enjoyable sport? There's see, that's the thing. There's not a wrong answer right. because it's going to mean yeah. something different to anybody. I'm glad you said that because now that makes my selfish answers feel much better. And what's crazy is the radio. It was a national radio show. It was on Christmas. I think it was on Christmas Eve when I was coming home from work. Yeah. All five of them said Lamar Jackson. I would agree with that. Like just what he's done for the for the NFL, from the people that's saying, "Well, I'm not watching." I feel like those people are coming back and watching again. I like he what he's done for the sport of uh, football. I mean, he already did it for us. He won us over a long time ago, but now he's winning people over that didn't even know who he was or that didn't think he could do what he was doing. So that's my answer is Lamar Jackson. I'll go with mine and give you a little bit more time to think because I, I think. That's that's not a bad answer because it's your answer. But I think there's something better that's happened this year, and that's the monotony of not knowing 
who a champion will be in every single big sporting event. You look at NCAA college football, we didn't project yep. LSU to be the favorite coming out. But, you know, Clemson was in the mix. Ohio State was not in that conversation. You know, Alabama was probably in there. They're on the outside looking in. So you've got that wide open. NFL, yeah, there might have been some front runners who are still in that conversation. Did you have the 49ers as one of the best teams no. this year? Did you have Baltimore as the one seed? Did you have Baltimore as one of the best seeds, you know, best teams of the year? So NFL's wide open. You go to college basketball, even more so than any of those others I just the argued. The most wide open. Exactly. Yeah. So you look at it and from the outside looking in. It's a phenomenal year as far as adding the NBA in there as well. You have no clue what's going to happen in any I think of the NBA is more open than college basketball is. College, this is the, the reason why the answer to that question, in my opinion, is no, is because a seven-game series compared to a 64-team tournament. The way, I'm looking, the way I'm saying it, though, is who do you think is going to – like who do you say, yep, they're going to win the NBA title? From what I've seen so far, I think there's a team in the East, the Milwaukee Bucks, who are heavy favorites, and there's a team in the West – who are considered to be heavy favorites, even though they're not looking like it right now, but that's the Clippers. So, yeah, those would be my two picks. Whereas in college basketball, I genuinely could give you six teams that I think could end up in the Final Four. Yeah. But I'm just going to be honest with you. I told you this before, shocker alert. When it comes to tournament time, I'm going with the team that's hot. Now, I do yeah. use that a little bit in the past, but you look at what Auburn did last year. You look at what Texas Tech did. Uh, last year, you look at what Michigan did the year before, Michigan State even. Um, I, I'm not going to take the team I think is the best this year. And we're going to see how that goes. They'll probably be wrong again. But So where are you, you going with Lamar Jackson? Yeah, I can't really. The, the haters in my world of Lamar are specifically two. Yeah, you get it a lot more that than I, I do. Can, and it's the it's – the, it's the guys that cannot take the blue goggles off to save their life. Yeah. One in particular. And uh, <laughs> just literally everything the man does. It doesn't matter who he beats. It doesn't matter how good he plays. All he wants to talk about is his stats, his passing yards. And he just continues to beat, you know, everything that's thrown in, in front of him, you know. Yeah, right. yeah so, I'm going to have to go with Lamar. So then the next one is, in your opinion... What is the biggest gift that sports has given us in the last 10 years? So, I mean, I can go first. Or one of you all, if you know yours, you can go Sounds first. Sounds like you like yours, so I'll, I'll jump in there if you want me to. Go ahead. But mine is a clear, once again, selfish answer. I'm going to go with a Philadelphia Eagles championship. Um, watched them since I was a young kid. Had many close chances. Had a lot of good teams. Had teams that were considered super teams at one point in time. And you talking about the McNabb Owens ones? No, after that. Remember, it was when uh, what's his name from Oregon? I can't even remember his name. Chip Kelly. Chip Kelly was there. Remember his first two years before he traded everybody I'll go ahead away. And say it, man. If Terrell Owens doesn't get hurt, you won't win the Super Bowl that year. I hate to say that, but I think they uh, they had a great chance that year as well too. But you look overcome adversity. Um, think about it. What losing one player. That year compared to what they've lost this year. <laughs> yeah. Stable of guys. J- JJ he, he broke his foot, right? I believe it was a foot injury. Yeah, yeah, he broke his I'm pretty sure he broke his foot like the first game of the playoffs or something. Yeah, it was late. It was uh in the important stages where you knew you weren't getting him back. He came back for the NFC title game, but he was not the same player. Right. I'm saying yeah. as far as 
opening up the deep threat. Yeah. yeah, opening up the deep threat like what he did. Yeah, Tio was. I mean, Tio. You look at his physique and everything. That dude was a machine, and uh, not many people were going to outwork him. But that—that's my selfish answer. I actually got two of them. Good. Yeah, I'm going to yeah. have two as well. I'm going to—I'm going to be really selfish, and I think we'll, I think we'll probably have the same one on one of them. I'm gonna I'm uh, go ahead. I'm gonna go all Louisville related. I hate Scott's to be that way, but I'm doing year. it. No, <laughs> no, the 2013 national title. Well, yeah, I'm, that was one of mine. Mm-hmm. I mean, they hadn't had a title in our lifetime. 1986 yeah. was the last one, and I'm sure there's gonna be some people that listen to this and text me tomorrow and say they still don't have one. Yeah, but you I was all, there. It happened. Yeah, you give me my money back. Tailpipe. Give me my money back. So uh, the 2013 NCAA title because we've had teams as well. Like what you were saying, where we thought we could do it. Yeah. The 2005 team with Larry O'Bannon, former 08. guest. The 08 and 09. Um, 2012, I didn't. I didn't think we were going to win. I loved. I liked us to get to the. I actually picked us to go to the final four that year. Yeah. And to lose to Kentucky, I picked Kentucky to win it that year. Kentucky just had a better roster. I did. I mean, you have a generational type player in Anthony Davis. I thought we were a year away. I told everybody the next year we were going to win the title. 2013. I thought that we were a year away. I ended up being right. I mean, but yeah, that's one of mine is the Louisville title in 2013. My second one, obviously Louisville related. I just, and and it's all recent within the last two or three years. Kind of the, you know, baseball has been enjoyable for me for quite a while. That's my, you know, sport. Grew up with that. Know, kind of like you you guys with basketball. America's pastime. Yes. And, you know, I've obviously, you know, I got season tickets, go to all the games. So that one's obviously been the last 10 years, 12 years. So, but I think it's more for me the just changing of the culture. We'll use that word, like Scott yeah. Satterfield, the changing of the culture at UofL as a whole. Yeah. You know, as, as embarrassing and pathetic as the last – uh, you know, five, six years have been as far as like, you know, from an outsider perspective. It was kind of embarrassing to say you were a Louisville fan. Yeah, to a lot of people. I will. Li- I will give you an example. I met someone who works for IU's athletic department, and they literally, like, I, I, I was joking with them one day saying, "Oh, you should come work here," and the response was, Great "Yeah, job. it ruined my reputation." Like, I'm like, wow. And that was recently, you know, so apparently it's still bad, you know, everywhere. But like, just, just changing all the way around. I mean, I mean, and, and you look at the two major sports and the coaches, like, you know, Mac is such a just down to earth breath of fresh air. You know, I read an article the other day about, uh, it was after the last game, the 830 game, you know, he, he, he goes to, he's got this little, you know, tradition where he goes out with his friends and family after every game. His his in laws were in town, and or his in laws live here, but his his parents were here. You know, and they go they were going to Roosters, and him and whoever he was with going to the game. There was a car broke down on the side of the road, and the man is out there in freezing cold weather at midnight pushing a car a half mile to where the person needed to go. Like yeah. Rick Pitino wouldn't be caught dead doing any of that, or going to Roosters, or yeah. drinking beer at midnight eating wings. You know, <laughs> just that kind of stuff. And, and and you know Satterfield too. Like that has been such a amazing turnaround. And, and the stories that you hear about how miserable Petrino was, and how miserable you know the kids were feeling in that in that complex I, and yeah. and now just every single positive thing that you see is just for me as a fan you know is just 
that's that's where I'm at. With I've been very impressed with what Satterfield has done, and obviously I've always been on board with the Coach Mack thing. To play off of that conversation, though, uh, I was having this conversation with somebody else the other day. Coaches have a lot of stress, and basketball coaches in general is who I was referencing. They don't age well. Mack and Leonard Hamilton are two of the guys that we've mentioned before. They've aged very well, and they don't look like they're the age they are. But overall, man, coaching – Coaching doesn't help. Uh, Mack and Satterfield are both a part of a new era in coaching as far as they are guys that – how do I say this? They coach to live. They don't live to coach. Hmm. So they set certain times, and they tell even their assistants, you go home at this time. Yeah. You got a family. You go home. And I think that adds, that adds a, an, an element for those guys that – helps them stay younger because it's taking stress off of them it's getting their mind off things and they're not only doing that but they're turning their phone off when they're get, when they get home yeah. i go in the office and you know you don't come in at the butt crack of dawn you're here you get here at eight nine o'clock take your, kids, like a regular take job. your kids to school yeah they take your come kids to work that's that's the biggest thing is they want take your kids to school oh. see your kids off to school and then come in and i think that adds i think that plays off of what you're saying that's what is helping them stay it also makes their the assistants want to work for them. That was one of the biggest things with Petrino's. No one wanted to work with him yeah. because of just the type of person that he was and the the attitude and the personality that he had. But my other one that uh, the gift that sports gave us in the last ten years three one comeback against the Warriors. Mm. First, first ever time in the finals that a three one comeback has ever happened. Yeah, and it couldn't have happened to a better team. And seeing the Warriors go down and see your Cavaliers get that dub. That's right. I was going to mention this earlier. I, I stated the Eagles as my pick, but hindsight being twenty twenty, if you remember correctly, Tar Heels had a couple of championships. Yeah. Cavs had one, uh, which was the first one for that city in a long, <laughs> long time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then the Eagles was by far my favorite out of all of them. Because I think the Tar Heels, once again, kind of like you all were saying with UofL, you know, they can compete. And I've seen it before. Um, whereas I know you mentioned you hadn't seen it in your lifetime, but you knew it had happened. Whereas with the Eagles, it was kind of one of those things, was it ever going to happen type of deal. So, yeah, same thing with the Cavs. Was it ever going to happen? So you say you like the Eagles one better than the Cavs one. I do. Even with all the stuff in the background of them coming back from 3-1, that's crazy. Yeah. I think both of them were stories of adversity and triumph in that situation. Uh, I genuinely believed that when LeBron came back there was going to be multiple titles though so it was it's a love hate and uh, the way everything has played out has been good and bad overall and then now they're back to what I'm used to so yeah <laughs> once again nine wins and 21 losses that that won't get you into many playoff events and definitely won't win you many championships all right so I guess we'll move on to our power moves you got you don't got to have one of these unless you know of one I can we can give our examples and if you think of something after it, then you can. I'll, I mean, I only got one. How I many you got, BJ? I'll go with seventy-five. That one. Yeah, I I just have a couple of small ones that are nothing elite. I'll start off with uh, Marshawn Lynch resigning with the Seahawks. Beast mode. Yeah, classic there. Uh, I think he, Happy Holidays and Merry New Year. <laughs> he said he has unfinished business there. Now, no, no, he didn't. He said he has unfin unfinished business. Yeah. 
So all I'm saying is there's a good chance that if what happens needs to happen this week, then it will be the battle of the birds. You know what I'm saying? That's that's as far as I'm going to go there. And so no offense, I hate to see anybody injured, but I think Chris Carson is the better back and uh, their backup as well. So now Rashad having Penny, is that his name? Yes, I believe that's correct. So that's one. The, the other one I have, I don't know if you saw this, but Taco Fall undrafted um, then has a good summer league showing with the Celtics. Signs his two-way deal to play with the G League for the main affiliate. I think they're the main Red Claws. I think is who they are. Um, to now being a crowd favorite, receiving MVP chance, and then was also a guest conductor for the Boston Pops. So you got to check that video out. Seven foot five conductor leading the way. So mine is uh, kind of a humorous, but not at the same time. Um, Louisville's upcoming opponent is Mississippi State in the ball game. Did you see the story that came out about them today? No. So they're uh, they're having bowl practice, and uh, after bowl practice, a linebacker and their starting quarterback had a little bit of a disagreement, and the linebacker decides to punch the starting quarterback in the face, <laughs> and the starting quarterback is now out for the ball game. Wow! And that's actually their starting quarterback is their backup quarterback. Yes and no. Like, they've yeah. gone back and forth. No, Tommy Stevens is hurt, isn't he? No, he's playing. Is he? Well, he's the better quarterback then. He just did their team a favor. That was a that was a setup, bro. Tommy Stevens is the better quarterback. Tommy Stevens is a true freshman, though, ain't he? No, no he's the kid from Oh, that's the kid Penn that transferred. Yeah. No wonder you think he's the better quarterback. <laughs> yeah. The, the, the kid that got year. punched in the face was the true freshman. Right. But, yeah, so my power move goes to the linebacker for standing up for himself. You stand up for yourself, bro. Knock off that quarterback for us. <laughs> well, I'll keep my other one short and simple too, but I, I do have a couple more for you. So sorry sorry to rain on your parade. I don't know if you saw this, but Lonzo Ball dunked on his teammate, Kendrick Williams. <laughs> Phenomenal dunk. But when you're going to dunk on somebody, dunking on your teammate is the better option. You know what I'm saying? Like that's bragging rights every single day. Uh, Zach Ertz, I don't know if you watched the Eagles game, but fractured his ribs and came in and still played in a key game. Did and he do that during the filming of the commercial with his wife? No. That oh, okay. he, that was not his ribs that he was breaking. Um, and then got to give a shout-out to my boy, Dallas Goddard. I don't know if you remember early on in the season. Uh, you know, he was a sleeper pick. Yeah, he stayed asleep for most of the season. Uh, I mean, he did have a couple of sleepy games. Yeah, it's like he was taking sleeping pills or something. But guess what? Dallas showed up against Dallas and had nine catches for 91 yards. Last two quick ones for you. I don't know if you saw this, but Lamar Jackson buys his lineman Rolexes. Rolex. Yeah. So you got to give him a shout-out there. But I don't know if you've seen some of the other greatest Christmas Day gifts. How about John Wall in 2017 buying more expensive Rolexes? $40,000 Rolexes for his entire team, not just his linemen, even though John Wall doesn't have linemen. Uh, <laughs> and then you got to give the ultimate to me, the number one Christmas Day gift, Michael Jordan buying his 1994 Baron teammates a $360,000 tour bus. <laughs> Six TVs in that bad boy. And think about it, this is what, 94? Six TVs, VCR, uh, lounge room area, and last but not least, as far as my power move, you got to give a shout out to PJ Tucker. PJ Tucker, the shoe king, 
wearing Wahlberg Jordan 4s. I don't know if you saw that, but those bad boys are selling for $20,000 plus. And he wore them in a game. And he wore them in a game. Jesus. Yeah. So, got to give PJ a shout out on that. I think Parker's got a power move for us. Yeah, you know what? It. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to I'm gonna flip it here. I'm going to go non-power move. Oh. oh, is it a piece? And this is a Wait, personal is it, is it... slap myself in the face right here. You might slap me in the face after I tell so you. So is this a beef or is this a power move? Because we do both of those. Because this could be a beef with yourself. Okay, then it's a beef with All myself. Right, then you He's start, clearly then, distraught. Then you go ahead and start off the beefs then. Let's see what you, you got. You, and, and you of all people, you know, we've been, you, you, I think you've seen it the last couple months. Me and my sister are very, very close. This is a personal, non-sports related. Very oh, close. See, that's the you beauty know, about this. Is it literally live. Related. I could throw a baseball from shortstop yeah, I don't know and if hit her back hit. door. I don't know if you could hit. Yes. You wouldn't hit her house. I, I, well, you throw in the direction. Yeah. Well, it'd be like throwing the ball to you. No, it just hits Fair nothing. Yeah. Touche. So, you know, Christmas time. Got a lot of presents to buy. Somehow in the oh, hustle no. and, you know... <laughs> Whatever you want to call it, of buying all these presents, Parker, this is not good. I literally managed to <laughs> one million percent forget to buy her a present. Oh my gosh! And Parker. I realized it at about ten o'clock. We're sitting there, me, mom, Amy, and Craig are opening our presents Christmas Eve. You know, we do our little thing together on Christmas Eve, and uh, yeah, I realized, oh my, I did not buy him your present. So BJ, guess what, man? That went over well. So, oh god! So guess what? What Monday? Yeah. Uh, Parker, Amy, and I will be riding in a car, and I will definitely be oh, bringing this god. up. <laughs> Hopefully, her present will be here by then, so she might like not want to run us off the road. But you know, yeah, you might have made up for it if you got her like I'll something extra good. Yeah. Here's about time. It's still well, I'm gonna pay for a bowl ticket for Monday, and then I got her. You know, I won't say, but you know, okay. I think she'll like it. She didn't listen to the podcast, does she? Oh, valid point. Oh, well, she no, share this does. one. She'll listen to this episode. Yeah, never mind. So don't say it. Nope. You can tell never me mind. off here. Thank you. So how many beefs you got, be, by the way? It'll be here by Monday. That'll be a nice little thing for her to take. Judging by the rest of the podcast, you probably got about eight beefs. Two. It's funny because BJ tells me today that he has to hurry up. Then he brings 12 locks of the week. I didn't say I have to hurry it's like up. The, it's like the 12 days of Christmas over here with this hey, guy. I like to do homework, bro. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, gotta, 12, gotta 12 locks of locking. That's, that's you, dude. 12 locks of locking. Well, I'll start off with one of mine then. And my, my first complaint is the Minnesota Vikings playing the um, Green Bay Packers, which I don't know if you remember this, was one of the wins uh, by the Philadelphia Eagles this year. Uh, anyways, you've got the Minnesota Vikings trying to run the Philly Special, which, you know, two good teams – have executed to perfection. You've got one being the Philadelphia Eagles and all, the second team being the New England Patriots. I'll give credit where credit is due. No, who was it that ran it last in that bowl game? Or no, Army ran it. Yeah, but this is They NFL. ran it to perfection. No, Eagles ran it to perfection. It's called we a game-winning touchdown. We didn't run it to perfection because they only they overthrew old Twinkle Toes Tommy. Yeah, but Tom caught it on a second one. He ended up catching it. But what ended up happening on this one was also an overthrow in which Diggs overthrew Cousins. He underestimated that Cousins was a little slow white guy. Don't don't lead the receiver when you're throwing to your quarterback, so to speak. Well, looks like Luke Kennard's out two weeks because he uh, cut his hair too short and he doesn't want to be seen in public. Mm. Sorry. So <laughs> my beef is... Uh, 
with ESPN. Oh. So ESPN dropped uh, 150 years, the greatest All-Americans of all time. College football. Fifty years. Yeah. And guess who was not on the first or second team for quarterback? Hey, that's a century and a half. It is. Lamar Jackson was not either one of the quarterbacks. Mm. So that's my beef. I'm tired of him. If, if they not notice that, notice that you, every time you sleep on him, they're wrong. Two figured out. ESPN hates the University of Louisville. But two quarterbacks in 150 years, and you want him to be one of the two quarterbacks? One of them, the first team was Roger Stahl. I think Lamar Jackson's the best player to ever play college football, so yes. Yeah, I have heard you say that as well. Yeah, and I will still stand behind that. I've said that yeah. since he's left here. Yeah, you have. Many and times on this I podcast. Said, I said when he was getting drafted that everyone that passed on him, including New England, if they passed on him, would make a huge mistake. I said that the whole time. Yeah. So, like, there's people saying, oh, there's people that are surprised. I've not been surprised. I thought Lamar Jackson would translate. I, with the stuff that he was doing with a with an offensive line that was mediocre at best and a wide receiving core that was not even mediocre. I think the thing is when you watch RG3 come in, and obviously RG3 is not an elite quarterback, but how bad that offense looks in comparison. <laughs> It's not pretty. Funny you mentioned that. Yeah. One of those haters I referenced earlier in the Lamar talk. And also referring back to your lock of the week. <laughs> yeah. Told me, and and this is the bad thing, is he's one of my best friends in this whole world, but the man is just, he told me that the Ravens offense would be better with RG3 running it. Oh, man. <laughs> and then he told me, oh, wait, I just meant their passing offense, and I still laughed at his face. I watched him throw a couple balls into the dirt this year that were Lamar's making that sidearm throw this year, which is nasty. Him and Mahomes both do that. It's amazing to watch the angle that their arm goes to do it. Uh, but RG3 is not doing Did so Pittsburgh well just throw pass. a 95-yard touchdown? That was a 96-yard touchdown. <laughs> they're 12-point yeah. favorites. They yeah. should be up big. And they're dead. But, yeah, that, that was my beef, the fact that he wasn't on that list. Yeah. Wasn't even mentioning – I don't think they had a, like – What's it called? The, the footnotes. Yeah, it wasn't even mentioned. That honorable mention. Honorable mention. That's the word I'm looking for. Well, we're slaying giants here, and, and you've got a beef with ESPN, so I, I've got a beef with Nike. And my beef with Nike is not producing Christmas shoes again this year. Or jerseys. Yeah, the, the, I'd agree with that as well, too. Well, you can add that on there. In fact, I'm greatly appreciative that you have done that. But I get not everybody celebrates Christmas. I don't think that's why that this uh, is the way it is. I think obviously there's sales motives in there, but I love seeing the Christmas shoes. Even if they don't have like a theme to it that solely is, you know, it's 100% very, very Christmassy, like snowflakes on it or snow, snowmen. There's certain colorways that are iconic on shoes that are just like Grinch colorways or whatever they are that you don't have to know it's a Christmas. Oh, uh, what was Embiid and Damian Lee? What were they wearing? And were those LeBron? Embiid was wearing Under Armour shoes. I think they're the Havocs, but they're they're kind of unique. And I, I'm going to guess. Damian Lee was wearing the exact same shoes. Cause they were I'm going to guess he's the same. Two different because, colors. Yeah, yeah, they were green and red. But him and uh, Seth Curry both wear the Steph Currys on occasion. So that's why I don't know for sure if they were. I know they were mids, um, but I think they're the Under Armour Havoc. That's what they are. Havoc 4 or something. But, yeah, a lot, lot of good sneakers that were out yesterday. 
Well, man, I think that pretty much ends it. Sums her up. Parker was pretty nervous, man, coming into this, but I think he did pretty good. It took me a while. I think he did all right, man. I'll tell you what. I'll come back in a couple weeks here, and we'll do a little baseball, Louisville baseball preview. How about that? There you go. We could do that. We could do that. I told you, man. I tried to get him on here a long time ago. Yeah. And he's like, man, I just can't do it, man. I just can't do it. I said, we're literally just talking. That's all we're we're doing. And now, see, he's like, the other day he came over. He's like, where do you guys record? I was like, you're sitting in it. Why? He's like, you literally just record right here? I said, dude, we flipped the TV on. We talk about what we're going to talk about. Like, we tell each other what we're going to talk about. Right. I flip record and we just go. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's what we've wanted from the beginning is, we're just talking, man. We'd like, there's a lot of times I'll have people text me and say, man, I feel like, like, they'll yell at the radio because BJ's making some ridiculous point. <laughs> and they just want to yell. That's usually the text that I get is. I know my role and I play at Will Parker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's definitely the heel. BJ's pun, beef. Pun intended. Yes, sir. So, and I enjoy doing that for the crowd. You're welcome, listeners. I'm loving the weather, by the way, the the warm weather. It's okay. It's kind of tough on the sinuses. How uh, have you checked the ratings on the bull pick'em recently? I haven't seen it. I was in honest. second, and John uh, was in first, mm. but I didn't. John and I both had less projected points than uh, pretty much everybody else. I finally got around to switching a few around for confidence-wise. Did you? I went through the whole thing before I realized it was a confidence pick'em, and I was like, you know what? I don't care. Sounds familiar, Parker, <laughs> because guess what? I did not know it was confidence yeah, at all. Yeah. And then actually he told me on the podcast last week, and I didn't have time to go change it. So I, I know I've not done well with the first couple of picks, and I think I don't know if those were a high value or not, but I'm in trouble. I also didn't tell you the first uh, – the way I do mine is I separate them into groups of 10, and Amy was 10-0. And what? Amy was 10-0. and 0 Wow. On the first 10. That's pretty impressive. I went analytical. Was you know what else is impressive? What? She went 10-0 and, and Parker still didn't get her Christmas present. <laughs> yeah, I still didn't get her Christmas present. <laughs> still didn't get her Christmas present. Now yeah, I know present. why. Yeah, now yeah. you know why. Yeah, yeah we'll have to check it's on that. It's the thought that, oh, wait, that he never thought about it. Nah. <laughs> Nobody won the NBA pick em. Uh we, we really did not do well. But there were some tough ones on there. Um Hopefully we'll do that again here soon. We got to find a day. Um, what What's the next day that there's like some big NBA games? I don't know. Yeah, it'll be a while. I mean, maybe even playoffs. But we're all star. Maybe we'll, we'll we'll have to do our fun all star stuff. But I I love those NBA ones. To me, that's just an added element. I'm sure we could actually do that any week with any sport. Obviously, the NBA is the one that I kind of look at the most. So. Maybe we'll do that for the bowl game. You think we should do something like that with the bowl games? The playoffs, maybe? Yeah. Yeah. That's a, I, I'd say bowl games, but I mean the two games on Saturday that are important, more important than others. Yeah. But um, thanks for coming on, man. We'll go get something to eat here in a little bit. I'm yes, starving. Sir. I haven't eaten since lunch. Um, Chicago pizza. Maybe. Mm, are they maybe? closed? We'll Uh-oh. see. It's uh, 9-11. Yeah, they're close. Never mind. <laughs> All good. We can find something to eat. There's plenty of places around here. Uh, but, guys, keep liking. Keep sharing. Parker, start listening. <laughs> he, I give him crap because D gives him crap, but apparently D's been slacking too. So, oh. uh, Daniel, when you listen to this in a couple weeks. Months. Or a month. Whenever it Hopefully is. Hopefully you hear your shout out. 
Yeah. For the running Quentin Grimes, who are now the Daniel Grimes. <laughs> the running Daniel Grimes. But, guys, keep liking, keep sharing. We're getting up there. We're going to have some good interviews coming up soon. Uh, I actually meant to talk to BJ about that today. We need to start locking those in to get those. Lock them. Yeah. So, as always, beef out. BJ's not saying nothing at the end this time. <laughs>